Welcome to This One Thing with Carrie Kenyon Dern. One verse, one truth, one choice. Hello, and welcome once again to This One Thing. I'm Carrie Kenyon Dern, and I am so grateful and excited to welcome you to season two. This is our very first episode of season two, and I am so grateful to have my very dear friend, Crystal Wright, back with me today. Hello, Crystal. Thank you so much for coming back this season. Yes, it's been fun to think about coming back. Yes, absolutely. I agree with you. And I'm so excited to jump into our verse for today. Today, we're going to be in Isaiah 32, verse 18. So if it's okay with you, Crystal, I'd like to just really quickly read the verse. And I want to back up a bit. I want to talk about the bigger context of this verse in the book of Isaiah. And then I'd like to throw it over to you. And if you wouldn't mind, talk about the more direct context of the chapter and then unpack the verse for us a bit. Let's get into some truth that we can pull out of our verse this week. So Isaiah 32 verse 18 says this, My people will live in safety. Quietly at home, they will be at rest. So this is a promise This is a declaration that God is making to his people. Therefore, he's also making this promise, this declaration to us. And the context of this is really, really important because Isaiah was writing to God's people when they had no reason to at all believe that this is a a promise that was being fulfilled or could be fulfilled. Why? Because the massive horde army of Assyria had already invaded, had already taken over their capital. They were actually paying dues or homage to the king of Assyria in order to live and to exist. They had to pay fines and they were basically prisoners at this time in their own homeland. So for God to say through the prophet Isaiah, your worst fear realized has taken over your country, has taken over your land. It's for us as as Americans, it's just think of our worst international threat taking over Washington, Mm D.C. and God saying to us, his people, don't worry. (laughs) Because you, my people, are going to live safely, quietly at home. You're going to be at rest. Like, what, God, are are you kidding me? How how can I have any of those things? Because um, our greatest threat, our greatest enemy has taken over the land. So this is not an easy promise for God's people to receive. So it's important that we know what's happening. So the two chapters right before Isaiah 32 that we're in this week are warnings God is making to his people through the prophet Isaiah to not ally with Egypt to protect themselves from Assyria. Why? They were looking for any kind of protection. They were grasping at straws. And God was saying, don't you dare partner with Egypt because not only is it going to be futile, it will bring embarrassment upon you. It will bring disgrace upon you. You'll become a laughingstock because Egypt had this reputation for instead of going up big and strong and mighty in a fight, they were more likely to run away in fear and hide and cower in the face of the enemy. So the king of Assyria was even mocking God's people saying, that really, that, that's how you're going to protect yourself from me? And then God himself was saying, really, that's how you're going to protect yourself is by aligning yourself with Egypt who can do nothing for you, but bring disgrace upon you. 
And Crystal, I just can't help but see how we can apply even the context of this week's passage to our lives where it feels like the world is falling apart around us and we want to metaphorically trust in Egypt. We want to trust in a political figure or you know, a government entity or a job security or a health diagnosis that is what we would call clean or good. We're, we're looking for something so often to find our safety, our peace and our comfort in. And God is saying, don't trust in Egypt. Don't trust in those feudal things. Even in the context of feeling like you are being surrounded by your great enemy, in the, in the context of this chapter, it's Assyria, but so often we feel like we have enemies in our own lives that are a threat to this promise. So Crystal, would you dive in, kind of zero down a little bit on the context of this chapter? There'll probably be a little bit overlap, but go ahead and give us some more context and pull out some truth for us so that we can work towards applying this promise to our lives this week. Yeah, I find a lot of comfort. And I mean, we see so much going on in our world right now. It can be overwhelming, but I find it comforting that Mm -hmm. Isaiah saw a lot and he's still able to speak these words. And he even makes it, he hones in even more and makes it more personal. In the first half of this chapter, he begins to address the women of Jerusalem. He starts it off by pleading with them, basically saying, Um, You're complacent, but I need you to rise up and I need you to listen. Mm. There's sort of a parallel that's happening in these verses here to this promise that you read in in verse 18. And even some of the language is the same. You know, it says the women were feeling secure. They were feeling like they had provision. They were feeling, I don't know what their specific circumstances were because they were in captivity, but they had still found something to grab hold to, to feel like they were secure. And Isaiah's pleading with them Mm. of, but don't get lulled into that complacency, even in the security that you think that you're feeling right now. Rise up, listen, because trouble is coming and it isn't going to last. What you're putting your hope and your security in isn't going to last. And so Mm. there's sort of a hinge verse between this picture that he's painting to the women, which I find convicting because it's like, okay, I don't feel like there's a ton of scriptures that just really go after women because in general, we hear about men or mankind as just a general for humankind. But this is so specific to the women. And I think as women, security is so important to us that we want to grab hold of that and we find a way to do it, whether it's our homes, our relationships, our families. I mean, we, we desperately crave that. And it's part of how God made us, but they're not saviors and we can't put our hope in it. So we have this hinge verse, verse 15, where we've been warned, your security isn't going to last. There's trouble ahead. And I'm preparing you for that. But verse 15, it says the spirit is going to be poured out on us from on high. And when God's work comes in and his spirit comes in, then it leads into where we get this beautiful promise in verse 18 about having a peaceful dwelling place, having protection. And that's being provided not through the women's attempt to hold on to something that made them feel secure. It's coming directly through the hand of God. He's saying, hold fast to me. I will provide for you. Put your trust and your hope in me. There's nothing else. All of the rest of it is temporary. It's going to going to have your good days, your bad days, right. <laughs> your days you feel secure, the days you feel vulnerable. And that, 
yeah, our, our only hope, our only real secure hope to hold on to is the work of the Spirit and what He's doing and how He provides the peace, the safety, the rest, the protection. Mm, absolutely. So well said, Crystal. And I think it's interesting that that is emphasized what you just said in the two verses right before our verse of the week. So you referred to verse 15 as the hinge verse, but I want to also read verses 16 and 17. Justice will rule in the wilderness and the righteous in the fertile field. And this righteousness will bring peace. Yes, it will bring quietness and confidence forever. Those are the two verses right before this declaration, this promise of peaceful habitation or dwelling, a sure, secure home, quiet resting places are promised in the context of being righteous, pursuing a relationship with God and prioritizing responding to his pursuit of us not being in willful sin and disobedience, not living like the world and saying, you know what, truth is relevant or whatever is convenient for me to label as truth today, but claiming and abiding in the precepts of God and prioritizing our relationship with him. It's our relationship or our righteousness through Jesus Christ that this promised peace, security, safety, and rest come. And I just feel like that is such a timely reminder. That's a great summary of the chapter that you just gave us, by the way. I want to also bookend this verse, talk about the context right after. We just talked about how we're set up for this promised peace and rest, the sanctuary through our righteousness. But isn't it interesting, Crystal, that in verse 19 and 20, it's kind of painting a picture again of our world. You know, I talked a minute ago about how, you know, God's people are faced with this invasion of Assyria in their homeland. Their, their capital has been taken over by their worst enemy, the biggest threat, this ferocious, just, you know, terrifying army that was known for just awful things like child sacrifice and just their rituals were just mm -hmm. flying in the face of the one true holy God that they worshiped. So it, everything they did was abhorrent to God's people. And so now their land has been taken over by people they considered to be monsters, right? And then the other thing we need to look at here in verses 19 and 20, it says, even if the forest should be destroyed, which reminds me of the <laughs> fires all around us here in California and the cities torn down, which reminds me of the hurricanes and the tornadoes and the tsunamis, you know, around the world. But most recently in Louisiana, even if all of these things are happening around you, the Lord will greatly bless his people wherever they plant seed, bountiful crops will spring up, their cattle and their donkeys will graze freely. In other words, even when the whole world is falling apart around you, even when your greatest enemy, the biggest threat you can imagine has surrounded you and even started to take you over, come to me, focus on your relationship with me, pursue righteousness with me, and you are promised safety, peaceful habitation, quiet rest at home, security. And this crystal is not just a peace inward. 
It's also a piece <laughs> outward. And it's not just a one time for today promise. It's a promise forever. It's a promise without end. Because after all, if Isaiah is one thing, he's a prophet. Mm -hmm. And so every promise that he made to God's people because of Jesus is now yes and amen. And it's true for you, Crystal. This is a promise for you today. It's a promise for every one of our listeners today. As you pursue righteousness with God, regardless of what enemies surround you, regardless of the evil in our world, regardless of fires and tornadoes and hurricanes and tsunamis, as we pursue a relationship with him and righteousness in and through him, we will have peace. We will have rest. We will have quiet, secure homes, and we will experience our safety in him not just today, not just tomorrow, but until we're with him face to face. Mm -hmm. This is a profound and powerful and very timely promise <laughs> to all of us who call ourselves God's children, right? What a powerful shot of encouragement yeah. this is. <laughs> I know it is to me personally. So Crystal, how would you challenge yourself, first of all, me and all of our listeners to apply this verse? How can we choose to live in this promise of Isaiah 32, 18 this week? I think my heart is really wanting to speak to the women who are rooted in the Lord, but don't feel like they're seeing this promise being fulfilled in their lives right now. I just want to offer up some encouragement because I do know and I do understand what it looks like when the things that you have security in are gone. <laughs> My encouragement is choose hope and not despair. Choose hope in the midst of that because if I've learned anything over the last year and a half is that there's actually a blessing that comes when God breaks our attachment to things and he doesn't let us be attached to anything like we're attached to him. And there's a little bit of a pain in that process when those attachments get broken off or whether it's our dreams or the things that have made us feel secure and we're left kind of wondering, okay, Lord, these were my plans. What's what's going on? What, what plans do you have for me to see this promise fulfilled? But he is faithful and he will fulfill that promise. And in that choosing hope over despair, what I've learned is that the Holy Spirit will always nudge me towards hope. I have a choice to make in that. And so for those of you that are listening, that are looking around at your life, or you're looking at maybe the experiences that you're going through, and it doesn't feel like God is protecting and providing, if you're quiet and you listen to his voice, his spirit will prompt you towards hope. And in that, he'll remind you of God's overwhelming love for you. He will remind you of the ways God's protecting and providing for you. And I can speak to this personally as someone who finds myself in that place between being hopeful and believing what God says or wanting to go to despair. And without fail, when I humble myself, quiet myself before the Lord, he always reminds me of his love and his favor and plants hope in my heart. Mm. Crystal, thank you so much for sharing that. I know there are so many people out there that can so deeply resonate with you sharing that vulnerably and going through seasons where your physical eyes <laughs> and your physical ears can't, can't see the promises being fulfilled. And along with that choice to choose hope, I want to also encourage all of us to identify what the Egypts are in our lives. 
And what I mean by that is, you know, we started off this podcast with the higher level kind of zoom out context of our verse of the week. And there are so many enemies, right? There, there's so much opposition to the peace in our lives. And so saying, you know, Carrie, I'm concerned right now about what's going on with COVID in our country. I mean, I have so many people that I love so dearly that are sick and hospitalized. I even have some people very dear to me that have passed away. There's so much sickness. There's so much financial ruin. There's so many international threats. There are so many threats in our backyard. This is such a time of unrest and peace being stolen, if you will, from so many people. And we are so tempted to find Egypt's to trust in, you know. So for God's people in, in our verse of the week here, they're, they're wanting to trust in the chariots and the horses, the resources of Egypt that they believed they were lacking to fight their enemy, the Assyrians. But there were no amount of horses there, there were no amount of warriors that Egypt could bring to their aid that, that could ever make a difference in an army with the size and the power of Assyria. And we need to recognize the same. We have these little things that we grab a hold of to make ourselves feel better, right? Our paycheck <laughs> or, you know, I'm going to eat more fruits and vegetables and take more <laughs> supplements and I'm going to keep myself healthy. You know, we, we do all these things to find peace, to find a way to protect ourselves, to fortify ourselves. And God is saying, I'm the only one that can do that for you. So along with choosing hope this week, I encourage all of us to recognize what our Egypts are. What are the things that we're finding our hope in or trying to find our peace in, trying to find our rest in, that we lay those down, that we surrender those things so that we can truly receive and agree and operate in the promise of this week's passage, which is safety, quietness, and rest in our homes. That is something that cannot be taken from us as children of God as we pursue a relationship with him. As we say, I am going to prioritize a righteous relationship with the God who created me. He's promising us peace and rest and sanctuary. And so we need to lay down anything else you know, whether it's comfort food, you know, whether it's a big old bowl of cake or chips in the evening, you know, whatever it is that we're trying to find peace and security and to lay those things down. And like you said this week, let's choose hope. Let's choose to believe that this promise is yes and amen for all of us this week. Crystal, I'd love for you to come back next week. I really feel like we need to build on this staying steadfast to the truth keeping our eyes on God and a relationship, a righteous relationship with him. So if you'd be willing to come back next week, I'd like to jump into Hebrews eleven six with you. Would you be willing to come back and spend another week here with me? I would love to. Fantastic. All right. Well, let me pray and we'll see all of you again next week. Father God, I thank you so much for this time in your word tonight. I pray that this food that you have given us through your word, this juicy steak, that nourishes us, that fortifies us, that strengthens us, just like physical food strengthens our body. Your word strengthens our spirits. And we remember what is true. And we remember who you are. And we remember, Lord, that the only threat to our peace is taking our eyes off of you. 
and prioritizing something more than a relationship with you, pursuing righteousness and pursuing peace in your presence. I pray that we would lay aside everything that we are finding comfort and safety in this week that is not you. We lay down our Egypts and we claim the promise of Isaiah 32, 18. We claim your safety. We claim your peace. We claim your rest. We claim the security of being your child and living in your presence, not just today, but forever. I thank you that our Assyrian threat, whatever the enemy threat we have in our heart and in our lives, cannot come up against the power of your love and your protection. I pray that we would be men and women that don't trust in anything but you. That you would be our strong, safe tower. That we would run to you. That we would find our safety in and through you. And it is in the powerful name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us for This One Thing with Carrie Kenyander. Find all our episodes by clicking the podcast link located on our website at fetterfree.org.